Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Today, I want us to delve into another part of guidance, right? And so we'll be looking at preservation. It's actually part of our theme. So let's read our core scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, the verse number 17 and the verse number 18. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 17 to 18. And it says, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that the message might be preached fully through me, and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord would deliver me from every evil work and preserve me. For his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Psalm 16, the verse number 10. And the verse number 11. Psalm 16. From verse 10 to 11. And it says. For you will not leave my soul in Seoul. Nor will you allow your holy one to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Amen. Have your seats in heavenly places. Now the Bible says, this is Paul speaking. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, the verse number 17 and 18. He says, but the Lord stood with me. If the Bible is yours, underline that phrase. We'll be looking at it in a couple of um, minutes. But the Lord stood with me. One, the Lord strengthened me. So there are two things here. The Lord what? Stood with me. And the Lord strengthened me. me. And then it says, if the Bible is yours, circle this. So that, so that, so that, there is a reason for the Lord standing with you and there is a reason for the Lord strengthening you. It says, so that. Are you so far? So circle that. So that the message would be preached fully through me and that all the gentiles might hear then it says i was also delivered out of the mouth of the lion then verse 18 and the lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom to him be glory forever and ever amen amen Amen. this is one of the core scriptures for the second part of our theme divine preservation now the core scripture is the verse number 8. But one of the things that you begin to ask yourself because of the message that we looked at with divine guidance, I said that divine guidance, inside of it, there's protection. So if there's protection and there's deliverance, then what is it, how is it different from preservation? Paul says that the Lord will deliver me. And then he also added, and preserve me. How is that deliverance different from preservation? I mean so far. I sure have mean so far. I have not sure. asked that question yet. Okay, you are asking it now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or you are still in divine guidance mood. You are still there. But there's another aspect. I, I think I mentioned it, right? There's protection. And that protection, anytime there is protection and deliverance with a purpose or an agenda in mind, that is preservation. Wow. I mean, anytime there is deliverance, there is protection. There is salvation with an agenda in mind. 
there is a purpose in the future for the person being saved, delivered, protected, then we enter into preservation. Add me so far. Yes, sir. Add me so far. So it means that preservation is a form of protection. Preservation is a form of deliverance. Preservation is a form of salvation. But the most interesting thing about preservation is that the purpose for a future assignment is in mind. Without the purpose for a future assignment in mind, the person that is doing the deliverance and the saving, at some point, may have no need to save. At some point, may have what? No need, no need to save. I would mean so far. I mean so far. If God is delivering you and he has in mind a future assignment, has in mind a future purpose, then that deliverance is born out of preservation. Without that purpose for the future assignment, you are just being saved. You are enjoying deliverance. You are enjoying salvation. That is it. It ends there. Preservation, because of the purpose in mind, it invokes, it invokes a burden on the person doing the saving. Because the person doing the saving will benefit. Oh, I agree so far. Sure. I agree so far. So God will not just go around. And that is why there are certain people who would all be in a bus, would, they would all be in an airplane. Certain people would have an accident. They would have an accident. Certain people would die. But there are certain people that will not die. They were not saved from the accident. They were preserved for an assignment. I agree so far. Sure. I think so far. Because if there is no future assignment involved, then what is the reason to do the hard work of saving someone? What is the reason for doing the hard work of delivering someone without that investment that is going to yield results in the future? So you can be praying, God save me, God save me, God save me. You can be praying, God deliver me, God deliver me, God deliver me. If you just pray deliverance prayer and salvation prayer, you are left at the mercy of the person supposed to save you. But when purpose is involved, when there's a future use involved, God doesn't need you to even pray. He will preserve you. Oh, are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? So the question you must ask yourself is that, are you in purpose? Are you in assignment? Are you in the will of God? You see, there are certain men of God that say certain things and we, 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 we render it as they are being proud. I guess what I'm saying. Some people will say that, say, me, you can't kill me now. And they say, hey, these men of God that have come, these prophets that have come, hey, you are so proud, dude. The Bible says that, oh, be meek, just be as lowly as that as I am. No, but they know because they are in purpose. So they know that until the assignment is complete, God has no reason to take them out. And I pray that today, the most important thing, may you find yourself in purpose. Amen. May you find yourself in assignment. Amen. May you find yourself in the will of God. Amen. So that come what may. Oh, the Bible says at one point in time, the book of John chapter 11, the Bible says that Jesus was talking to his disciples and then he heard a word that Lazarus, your friend is sick. And he says that this one is not unto death. I declare, so, come what may, this one will not be unto death. Amen. This one will not be unto death. Amen. This one will not be unto death. Amen. This one is not unto death. Amen. In the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Without purpose, you are the mercy. So you are crying, Lord, save me, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. There are some people that are saying, Father, may I walk, 
may I meet the mission. May I do what I must do. And God has seen that I preserved you. Says so the Lord stood with me. Oh, yeah. did you read that? Yes, did you read that in Second Timothy? Yes, sir. Is it so the Lord stood with me, and the Lord strengthened me? And then it says so. Oh, I hear with me. Yes, so, yes, so that, so that, so that God standing with you, God strengthening you. It says so that. So assuming Paul had no message. Or be the reason for God standing with him. Nothing. He will be born out of his benevolence. He will be born out of his mercy. This one, he was born out of an agency and a burden on God himself. So that. So that. So that. If there is no so that in your life, I, I pray that may you enter your secret place and say, Father, give me a so that. Mm. Give me a so that. No, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me explain to you. You, you, are, you are asking God to go to school. You are praying to God to go to the UK, the US, Canada, you know, Istanbul, wherever you want to go. And there is no so that. What's the reason why God will give you? What's the reason why God will give you? So that. So that. So that. You are asking God for 10 million cities. So that. So that. Because without a so that, God is not obligated. But when God sees that this will fulfill my vision, my purpose, my will, kingdom agenda, God is obligated to provide. May you have a soul that in your life. May you have a soul that for your relationship. Amen. May you have a soul that for your finances. Amen. May you have a soul that so that your health will be extended. Amen. May you have a soul that so that your life will be extended. Amen. May you have a soul that. A soul that. A so that. Yes, Lord. A so that. Someone say a so that. A so that. After all, you want to get married. And so what? And so that. So that. Then God will just bring the ladies. Ah, and they right. just have to pick your choice according to his will. And so that. And so that. You want money. And so what? And so that. I mean, that is, a, that is the power of Hezekiah's declaration and intercession. He says, Father, look at this, look at this, look at this. So extend my, so that. So that. So that. Without a so that, they're living a life vain. Vain. We all knew Jesus was supposed to die, but until he, so far as he had a so that in his life, the Bible says that he just walked through the mess of the people. He just walked to the man because there was a soul that to his life. You see, I can be praying divine preservation. I can be praying, Father, extend this to his life. If there is no soul that, what is the argument? The Bible says, and there was this lady, Dorcas, and the Bible says that she was dead, the bitter, whatever. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed because so, there was a soul that in her life so that she can continue doing. The Bible says, and God had the prayers and the gifts of one man who was not even an Israelite, the centurion, and he sent an angel to Peter. So that. So that. Is there a so that in your life? When God looks at your life, what is the so that? What are you doing for God? Are you beneficial to God? No, I'm asking you, are you beneficial? Are you beneficial? When you want something, and a Hindu guy wants something, why would God answer you? Is there a soul that in your life? When you want to travel, and someone also wants to travel, and there's just one plane, one spot on the plane, why would God give to you? Is there a soul that in your life? 
Right me. You want one million Ghana cities. Another person also wants one million Ghana cities. Is there a so that in your life? Dollars. Yeah, so that you have weight. Awesome. Right? You want a scholarship. This one also wants a scholarship. There is just one spot. Why would God give to you? Is there a so that in your life? Is there a so that? You want to live till you are 150. Is there a so that in your life? After 60 years, God will ask you, uh, so what? But I say, Father, there is a so that. So that. And he look at what he said. He said, so that the message will be preached. Is there he said, just a preach. He said, what? Through me. It's a personal so that. Oh, I would mean. Sure. There is something. See, what I'm saying is that there must be something that you must, God must find you useful for. Useful. In this church, God must find you useful for something. In the kingdom, God must find you useful. You know, if you study about sociology and how human societies are, one of the things you easily recognize is that human society is usually in classes, right? So they have the bourgeoisie, the those who are in the whatever, then there's the low class, uh, proletariat, or whatever they call them. In all of this thinking of how human societies are, they are, they are, the way that they are classified is all because of purpose. Right? So there are people in the kingdom who must be farmers. Otherwise, they cannot feed. There are people in the kingdom who must be in the military. And in their assignment, they know that they are giving up their life for, for the kingdom. Without a soul that in your life, you are useless. You are not beneficial to your kingdom. You are not beneficial to your king. So my question to you again, what is the soul that in your life? Do you need time to think about it? Or you already have a soul that? Is there a message that must be preached, as Paul says, through me? Is there a message that must be preached through you? Is there a soul that in your life? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Amen. Now, yeah. I said that guidance and protection, guidance includes protection. Protection, deliverance, salvation. They are all the same. When it includes a purpose, then we enter into preservation. Without that purpose, you are pleading to the one that's supposed to deceive and to come and save you. But when there's purpose involved, he is obligated. He will do it by himself. I'm on the same page. Now, what is that purpose? Why is there preservation? Right? Why is there preservation? Now, there is preservation because of the need to extend the use of something in a future sense. When you want to extend the use of something in the future, you must preserve it. Right? Same. When you have a special assignment for something, then you preserve it. Are you with me? Same. Also, when you want to keep that thing from decaying, then you preserve it. Now, to make this simple, think in your mind, fish, meat, and the other kinds of food that we preserve. Right? So that you understand me. If you want to pres preserve or use something in the future, it must be preserved. Right? What are the ways of preservation? Drying. So for some of you, because of your use, God will dry you. 
Should I go there? <laughs> you don't like this part of the message. What are the other use of, what are the other means of preservation? Smoking. For some of you, for your future use for the kingdom, God must smoke you. And then you are wondering why your life is always in fire. Because God is smoking you. So he says that in the fire I will be with you. Because God wants smoke to be inside of you. What are the other ways of preservation? Freezing. For you, you, you realize that Charlie, you're dry. You are being frozen. You are being frozen. And then when you get to a particular stage, then God will start to thaw you out. So say someone say, glory Lord. What's the other ways of preservation? Canning. Some of you realize that hey, you do whatever crowd, there is no way to escape. You have been boxed by God. And the Bible says that for you are hid in Christ and Christ in God. Double cunning. You do everything. You can you there is no escape. There is no escape. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people there is no gaba. There is no there is no gaba by their side. They've been canned in Christ and Christ in God. What's other means of preservation? Processing. Mm -hmm. And what they do, they mash you, they do, they add all sorts of things to you. You are being processed because God has a need of you in the future. A need. And the second part I said that to extend the life. So you might be wondering why you are going through something. God is trying to extend your life. God is trying to extend your assignment. The other thing I said is that God is trying to what? Prevent corruption. Prevent what? Decay. What are the other ways of preservation? Salting. Salting. So for you, you realize that, oh, God always wants you. Reading, God has a strict regimen for you. Reading your word, fellowshipping like you have no option. God is salting you. God is salting you. Because you, you, see, you cannot talk about preservation if there are no preservative agents. I mean, Right, me. You cannot talk about preservation. You cannot just talk. We can't just say that we are in a season of preservation. And all we are thinking about is that, oh, Father, do what you do best and save me. What's the purpose? What's the purpose? No, let me ask you. You, you, think, that, you think that all the people that die in this world, some of them, they are not good Christians. You think they die because they are not good Christians? You think that they, they, they die because they are not men of God? You've not seen men of God posters before. Or have you seen men of God's person before? Because, you know, when, we, when we're getting born again, one of the things we got to know is that when we give our life to Christ, like God will do everything. God will do everything. So there are some things that we didn't even think that we have to pray about. We didn't think we have to pray about. But there is the, you, your life must be connected to the king's purpose. Your life must be what? Connected. And whatever means that the king wants to use to extend your use, extend your life, and prevent you from corruption, may he employ and use it for your behalf. Are you mean? Sir. I mean. So I'm going to look at three examples of preservation. Right? And then we'll look at what I, well, maybe three preservation, preservative agents. So number one, let's just look at this example. Let's look at this example. The example is the book of Luke chapter 2, the verse number 25 and the verse number 26. And then the verse number 36 to the verse number 38. Luke chapter 2, verse 25 to 26. Yes. And it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose mm -hmm. name was Simeon. Yes. 
and the same man was just and devout, mm -hmm. waiting for the consolation of Israel. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Yes. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. that he should not see death mm -hmm. before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Amen. Amen. His assignment on earth was not done. He had an assignment to see the birth of the Christ. So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was upon him. Just as you can put salt on meat and extend the life of that meat, the Holy Spirit came upon him. He extended his life. That means that at that point, even when his body was weak, something else was in control. Even when something enters his body and makes him weak, the Holy Spirit will take over because his life had to be extended so that he sees the birth of the Christ. Verse 36 and 38. Verse 36 and 38. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, Mm -hmm. The daughter of Phanuel, yes, the tribe of Asa, yes, she was of a great age, yes, and had lived with her husband seven years from seven her virginity. Seven years from there, yes, yes, and she was a widow of about four score and four years, mm -hmm. which departed not from the temple, mm -hmm. but served God with fastings and prayers yes. night and day. Mm -hmm. And she coming in that instant, yes, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, yes, and spake of Him to all them that looked for redemption in yes. Jerusalem. Her entire life was bound in the church. At that point in time, her fastings for all those 40 years, you think it was from, from her own strength? No. There was something else that had taken over because her fasting was for purpose. I think so far. At that point in time, you cannot say that you, can, you want to do fasting competition with her. Because maybe for your fasting, just to check your weight, Check your blood level, check your sugar level, whatever it is. Hers is for kingdom purpose. So she cannot come to the pulpit and say, so do you know who I am? I mean, how can you be a whatever Christian and you don't fast? No. Let me be careful. I, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? No, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Her assignment bet for a particular lifestyle. It is not too far to say that probably God denied her of marriage bliss for a long time so that God can capture her heart. Be careful if the warrior are going to marry is called Prophetess Anna. How are you doing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why well, should I explain? No, this one I explained tired, so let me leave it. <laughs> let me leave it. Bye with me. So these two people, their lives were what extended beyond natural, beyond what their body could handle, because they had to see the birth of the Lord, and you know, and realize that the soul that in their life was that they prophesied over the baby. For the case of Simeon, she gave a direct word of prophecy to Mary the mother. Mary the mother. She was. I don't know how Mary's life was. But Mary heard the word of God through the angel at the beginning. The Bible says that then she went to Elizabeth's house, right? She also heard something in the naming ceremony of whatever. I'm sure that at that point in time, there were several things running through her mind. And at the birth of the baby, the next thing was what next? And they told her exactly what would happen. One of the things they said is that a sword shall pierce through your heart. I'm sure this readied her. This prepared her. That see this assignment and that form. May someone speak over your life. Amen. May you hear a word. Amen. 
that will prepare you Lord. for the assignment of God. Amen. Let's look at the next preservation. Example 2. The story is actually in the book of Exodus, but let's just read the summary in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. When Moses was delivered from child massacre, child killings, it wasn't saving. It wasn't deliverance. That was what? Preservation. preservation. So verse 23, Hebrews 11, what does the Bible yes, say? It says, by faith, mm-hmm. Moses, when he was born, mm-hmm. was hid three months of his parents. Mm-hmm. Because they saw he was a proper child. He was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandments. They were not afraid. He was a proper child. I pray that may God give you proper children. Man. You see, some of the renditions put it there. Beautiful children. If you just read that and... Let me move away from there. You just don't need beautiful children. You need proper children. You just don't need children that are cute. You need what? May God fill your womb and your loins with proper children. Amen. May God fill your life with proper businesses. Amen. May God fill your life with proper bis- projects. Amen. May God fill your life with proper assignments. Amen. Proper travel assignments. Amen. Proper financial assignments. Amen. Proper investments. Amen. Not that they are just lucrative. Not that you are just making money, but they must be proper. Oh, I would mean. Sure. Example 3. Example 3. The Bible says in Acts chapter 27, the verse number 10 to the verse number 11. Then we jump to the verse number 21 and the verse number 26. Sure. And he says, And said unto them, mm-hmm. says, I perceive that this voyage will be filled with hurt and much damage. Yeah. Not only of the landing and ship, but also of our lives. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Verse 21. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Says, Ye should have hearkened unto me mm-hmm. and not have loosed the Crete mm-hmm. and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Yeah. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, mm-hmm. but of the ship. For they stood by me this night. The same scripture. For they stood by me. God was with the person because of an assignment. For they stood by me, what? This night. This Continue. Night, an angel of the Lord. Yes. Whose I am and whom I serve. Yes. Saying, fear not Paul. Mm-hmm. Thou must be brought before Caesar. They saw that in the salvation of Paul. Was that what? He will be brought before Caesar. He will be brought before Caesar. Continue. And lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, says, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told to me. How be it, we, we must be cast upon a certain land. Hallelujah. Amen. There were different kinds of people in a pass, in a vessel. They all had an accident. Paul was preserved. By the preservation of Paul, the others got deliverance. All right, me. Now, let's just wrap up quickly so that we can take our communion. And because of our communion today, I want to talk about two kinds of preservative agents. The first one is the Word of God. So if you're writing notes, write this. How, you know, the foundation of all that I'm saying is that for you to enjoy preservation, you must find yourself in purpose. Right? 
Yes, you must find yourself in the will of God. Yes, you must find yourself useful to the king. Now, when you realize that, how does God enforce preservation for you? And I'm saying the first one is what? The, the word, word of, of God. God. The word of God. So, in order for your life to be preserved, for use in future, God employs his word. The scripture I want us to look at right now is in the book of Luke chapter 8. Let's start, let's start from Luke chapter 5, the verse number 4 to the verse number 5. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, let me read. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my net. Without the word of God in your life, you cannot enforce preservation. Without the word of God, without taking hold of the word of God, you cannot ensure protection. It was the word of God that yielded that particular harvest that day. Because Simon said, my experience, time, chance, seasons has rendered me nothing. I have toiled all night. He says that, but at your word, when he received a catch, he was delivered from hunger and that of his family because of what? The word of God. I don't know what you need to hear, but I'm praying for you that in the name of Jesus, may God give you a word that will sustain you. Amen. May God give you a word that will sustain you. Amen. I heard one, one of God say in the book of John, or John chapter 11, when Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus and he says that Lazarus come out, it was the word of God and the power of that word that raised him out from the tomb. If he had not qualified it and says, Lazarus, come out. And he just says, come out. Every other person there who heard the word would have come out. Add me. So the Bible then says concerning Ezekiel, God brought him to the valley of the dry bones. And it says, son of man, can these bones live? To extend the use of the bones, he says, prophesy to them. They were dead and they were dry, but they could still hear. They were dead, dry. They looked useless, but they could still hear. Because everything has an ear. If you enter into any particular situation, I pray that you will speak the word of God. Amen. And not the Amen. word of fear. Yes, sir. Amen. The word of God, God. Oh. And not the word of fear. Not the word of your emotions. Not the word of what you can see around you. Not the word of circumstance around you. But the word of God. The word of God. Because that is how you can extend. Because Jesus said in John chapter 6, I believe. He says that for the words I speak to you, they are what? Spirit and life. They are what? Spirit and life. They are spirit and they are life. To extend the use, speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. To extend the use. You want to extend the use of your business. Speak the word of God into your business. You see, at that point in time, one of the things that, and one of the disciplines we must have as kingdom ambassadors is to prevent or deny our mouth from speaking things that our king hasn't said. Yes, sir. Anytime you see someone representing an official, they say exactly what has been given to them to say. They add no more. They subtract nothing from it. They cannot even offer you an explanation because the king hasn't offered an explanation. I don't know if you are with me. 
Yes, I don't know if you are with me. You cannot explain if the king hasn't offered an explanation. So you say exactly. If you look at people that are sent from their companies to go and do business and negotiate a particular deal, they, 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 to make the conversation short, they just ask, see, what is the baseline that you're this thing? Because all the talk is useless. There's a particular rate that I've been given. So they have no authority to act outside of that. That is the same thing that must govern our life. Same thing. Has God said this concerning you? What did God say? And what did God end? Where did God start? And where did God end? That is the framework in which you operate. You can't say nothing less. And you can't say nothing more. You can't do nothing less. And you can't do nothing more. You can't. I mean, if you want to ensure the preservation, be in align to the king's purpose. And I'm saying that speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. Speak the word. The word of God. That presupposes that you have heard it. Last week we talked about hearing the word of God. Diana, do you remember? Sure. Hey. Okay, you, are, you said you are going to listen to the messages this evening. So, Last week we talked about hearing. That you cannot be in this ministry and say that you don't know the voice of God. That season ended last week at 11 a.m. Last week, Sunday, 11 a.m., it ended. Right now, every, this whole week, from Monday, you all heard the word of God. This one, you heard the word of God. Does someone want to, does someone want to hear a testimony? Okay, you will leave that for another time. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 8. The verse number 22 to the verse number 25. In fact, let me just tell you, this was when Jesus and the disciples were going to the other side. And it says that, I just want us to look at what the Bible says in the verse number 25. 25. The verse number 25. Yeah, Luke chapter 8. Yes, sir. Luke 8, 25. Yes. And he said to them, Where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondered and saying one to another, What manner of man is this? Mm -hmm. For he commanded even the winds and water, and they obey him. And they obeyed. And they obeyed. The word of God prevented the entire whatever ship of disciples from shipwreck because god jesus spoke and the situation around obeyed the next preservation agent is the blood is what the blood the blood to ensure that you are delivered from decay you extend the use you extend the life you must employ the life of god you must employ the blood of god Heard me? Say the blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. Now, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, in the book of Numbers, that the life of a thing is in the blood. Are with me? So when Jesus came and decided to share his blood for us, pour out his blood for us, what he did was that he released his life to us. So in any situation where we need, so far as we are working in the will of God, we employ the blood of God, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Christ, and means that we have access to the life of Christ. I think so far. Yes, so the example we have is in the book of Exodus. The Bible says that an angel of death, according to the word of God to, to Moses, was going to go through the land at a particular time. There was an assignment for them to do. Kill a lamb, eat its flesh, do not keep anything. But there was an extra assignment. 
mark the doorposts and the lentils with the blood. And the Bible says that anyone that was found inside, whether the person was Hebrew or Egyptian, whether the person was a slave or a house owner, whether the person was a killer or a good person, anyone found inside by the reason of the blood, their lives were extended. By reason of the blood, it meant that even when, if Moses had stepped out and Moses didn't mark his doorpost, despite the fact that God had used for Moses, Moses would have died. Yeah. I mean, if Moses didn't have that mark, he would have died. Assuming his children didn't have that mark, they would have died. Assuming his family didn't have that mark, they would have died. Because the condition for extending the use and the life of the people of Israel at that point was dependent on their use of the blood. Because in using the blood, what they got access to was the life of God. So the angel of death came so, so just as God said, the angel of, of, of death came, but then there was another life that contended with that force. You see, we've come to a day and age where we believe and we've gotten to these kinds of cultural and traditional saying that when death is holding something, life can do nothing. That is not true for a child of God. That is yes, not sir. true for a child of God. Yes, that is sir. not true for someone that is a citizen. Because when life holds something, then death can do nothing. So yes, speak sir. the blood yes, and apply the blood yes, and employ the blood yes, because sir. by the blood, you yes, have sir. access to the life of God. Yes, Heard me. When the life of God is holding something, then death cannot do anything. We are not of the old generation that we say when death is holding something. No, when the life of God is holding something. So the question to you, do you have the life of God in you? When the life of God is holding you, is in you, then death can do nothing. Then death can do nothing. No matter the means it comes. Through accident, death can do nothing. Through sickness, death can do nothing. Through tragedy, death can do nothing. When the life of God is on you. You have been marked by the blood. Then death can do nothing. I mean, I mean. So the Bible then says in the book of Ephesians, it says, for by the blood we have access. We have access to what? We have access to what? By the blood we have access. All right, we'll go to that. We'll go to that one. So today, I want to just emphasize on two main things. The word of God and what? The blood. There are other preservative agents. So let me just mention them briefly. Let me just mention two more. We will not go into that. But let me, let's just go on. The next preservative agent is the power of God. The power of God. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, I believe that verse 20, chapter 28 or 27, one of them. The Bible says, when Moses was retelling the account of their exodus from Egypt to the promised land, he says that, and God was with you. There was a power that sustained them. And it says that even your dress did not weigh. Yeah. They, they, they don't wear out. Your shoes did not wear out. It says that your bread did not become stale. Your wine did not become stale. There was the power that God enveloped them in so that they could walk that journey. There is a power of God that can envelop you. And you don't encounter decay. You don't encounter decay. And I pray in the name of Jesus, in this season of preservation, may you encounter that power. Amen. May you encounter that power. Amen. And the last one, that let me just mention this also. One of the preservative agents is the presence of God. 
Now, you see, I said that the blood gave us access. Give us access for what? To enter into the presence of God. Now, if you, if you understand what the presence and the... See, when you enter into someone's presence, one of the things that you can easily have is connectedness. Are with me? You can be connected to the person. Right? So, if you are, if you are not in the same environment, there's, there's a chance that you, must, you can misunderstand the person. But for you to for you to fellowship, for you to grow in your relationship with someone, what you need is connectedness. You cannot tell me that you are in a relationship, friendship. You are looking at uh, marriage and whatever, and you don't have connectedness. It will die. I mean, the, a pre-requirement for your relationship to grow is what connectedness. connectedness. And for connectedness to come, or for you to achieve connectedness, you must be in the presence. Whether virtually, audioly, whatever. Right now, in our generation, we have we have technology to help us. Amen. 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 I know Amen. some people too, their relationship is so spiritual that they just need to be caught up in a realm. My God. Right my there. God. Reward, I'm looking at you. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> All right. But there is a... For relationship to grow, there must be what? Connectedness. And connectedness brings you into the presence of someone. Are with me? So Jesus said in the book of John chapter 5 or so, right? He said that, for if you abide in me, then you can produce fruits. Then you can see growth. Then he says, any branch that doesn't abide in me cannot... For, then he added one, one, one phrase that I like. He says, for without me, Look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, for without what? Me. You can do what? Nothing. Nothing. Is, it, is it John chapter 5? Yes, sir. Read, read that particular verse. I think the verse 5, right? Yeah. Read that for me. John chapter 5, verse, verse 5. five. Yes. No, I think it's true. Yes. Yes. The, verse 5, the last line. But you read the whole of verse 5. John chapter 5. Verse five. Start from verse 4 so that we all get it. John chapter 15. 15 John chapter yeah, 15. 15 yeah. Yes. Yeah. John chapter 15, verse 5. Start from verse 4. Okay, verse 4. It says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Mm -hmm. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Mm -hmm. For I am the vine. Yes. Ye are the branches. Mm -hmm. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Mm -hmm. For without me, ye can do nothing. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, someone will say Jesus was being arrogant. No. 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 It wasn't an arrogant statement. It was a statement of truth. To ensure your use, be connected. So that's one of the things that the blood catered for, that we can come into the present. You see, when the Bible says, when God was speaking to Adam and Eve, he said that in the day that you eat of this, you shall die. Many people then say, ah, so where did the death occur? And then now we all know the answer, right? Do you know what the answer is? What was the answer? They died spiritually. Okay, so how did they, how did they die spiritually? We also have an answer. What's the answer? They left. Uh -huh. There was what? That's the word. There was a separation. 
between them and God. So we know that one of the true definitions of death is separation. So I want to ask you, when you say you don't want to come to church and God should take himself away and you want to do your own thing, are you talking about separation? Because when you're talking about separation, the synonym for separation is what? Oh, you're not happy in the church. You don't like what I'm saying. The synonym for separation is what? The synonym for separation is what? Death. Yeah. So they were already died. They, they, they were already dead. Wow. It was just a matter of manifestation. Mm. It was just what? Matter of manifestation. Of manifest- and for that kind of manifestation, what you need is time. Mm. You see, most of the things that need to be manifested, the last I mentioned it in passing, when it even comes to faith, right? The Bible says that faith is the evidence of things so forth. So by faith, you already have. Manifestation is always a matter of time. Mm. Are you with me? Yes. Manifestation. Whether for, if, you, if God has blessed you with something and you actually have it by faith, manifestation to actually hold it in the physical realm is a matter of time when you've also stepped out of the will of god and you are disconnected from god all you need is what time i can go out there and catch cut off a branch right and i'll bring it here and i'll tell that this branch is dead you say oh but the leaves are green it's just a matter of what time it's just a matter of time so every day all we need to ask for is that father keep me in your will father keep me connected 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 so the bible then says one of the verses that we read in the book of psalm 16 yes sir look at the last look at the last two verses look what it says verse 10 verse 10 for you will not leave my soul in sheol Yes. No, will you allow your holy one to see corruption? No, will you allow your holy one to see decay? Yes, sir. No, will you allow your holy one to see corruption? The other translation for that is what decay. Decay, decay yeah. and corruption is something that happens when something dies. dies. And you look at what the last verse says. You will show me the path you of life. Keep me. You will show me the path of life. Yeah. You will keep me in the path of life. And it says how? In your presence. In your presence. In your presence, in your presence, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. I cannot be talking about preservation and not talk about the presence of God. The fact that you must be connected to the presence of God. The fact that you must be connected to the Spirit of God. I cannot talk about that. Because that's the only thing. It says, for you will keep your Holy One from corruption. You will keep your Holy One your holy one from decay. Your holy one, you will keep him. And it says, for you will show me the path of life. Then it says, for your presence. For your presence. For your presence. The last preservative agent, since we are talking about this, is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. So the Bible says in the book of Luke, we already looked at that. In the case of Simeon, it says that for the Holy Spirit came upon me. The Holy Spirit did what? Came upon me. And the Holy Spirit... You see, the Bible says that if the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you, that same Spirit would what? Give life. It would give life. There's another There's another rendition. It says... Quicken. Quicken. If you check the definition of that word, it means to animate. Yeah. 
to animate. You see, when I say animation, I know that some of you, your mind were just going to cartoons. Cartoons. Thank you, Jesus. Are with me? Your mind went to cartoons. But, you see, let's even use that. If you have an animation, cartoons, 3D drawing, whatever it is, on the computer screen, they are just boxes and whatever, shapes. Mm. When they are animated, they have life. Yeah. And they begin to move. Yeah. The life that is given is by the program that the designer um, 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 instructed. So animation is a form of life. To be animated. It's, it's actually an English, English word. You are too animated. You are, like, you are very vibrant. Yeah. That's the word. You are yeah. animated. It says the spirit of God will quicken you. It will animate you. Now, listen to it quickly. When Lazarus was dead, when he was in the tomb, was he animated? Mm. No. Until the word of God came and he began to have action. Every animation comes with action that is born out of life. Yeah. Said with the same spirit yeah. yes, sir. Yes, sir. that raised Christ Jesus yeah. dwells in you. He shall quicken you. He shall animate you. And you begin to have action. You begin to have action. And that action is born out of the life that is instructing you. Mm. If I just see the drawing of Tom and Jerry, I might not know what it means. It's just there. But then it has been animated. It is behaving and having certain actions because the designer breathed life into it. May God animate your business. Amen. May God animate your relationship. Amen. May God animate your body. Amen. Any aspect of your life that is weak, may you receive the quickening of the Lord. Amen. May you receive the animation by the Spirit of God. Amen. Are with me? Let's rise up on our feet. Hallelujah. Bring the communion. Amen. Two main ways. Well, we're talking about five, right? Sure. But the two main ones is the word of God and what? The blood. The blood. The word of God and what? The blood. The blood. So we're going to lift up our voice and we're going to spend some time praying. And we're going to invoke the life of the word of God. For the words I speak to you, they are what? Spirit and their life. Hallelujah. Amen. Just begin to speak in the language of the Spirit right now. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.